Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation. Man to man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts. Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk <laughs> man. I back it up. And we are talk full of that, man. Damn right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. If you're going to blitz, come strong. But don't come at all. Coming strong with another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. I am Jeff Howe. No time to waste on this week's show. Got a, a little bit to get to. Got some news with a graduate transfer coming to the 40 and what that's going to do for the Texas offense. It seems like the last few shows, guys, we've been talking about nothing but the Texas offense, uh, and that will continue today because yeah. we're going to address a position group that uh, Rod didn't take some heat for, but uh, some comments he made about the running back position really caught people's attention in terms of, wow, is it really that bad? And uh, yeah. I'll let Rod get into that here in just a minute. But let me bring in the rest of the team. He is the master of the soundboard, the drop machine extraordinaire. No longer the man behind the glass, but the man who is still at the trolls nevertheless. Matt Butler. Matt, how's it going this week, man? Going really well. Rod and I were talking some heavy basketball. Big ol' finally get the Rockets versus Warriors. But man, it's man. summertime. It's nice outside, so no reason to complain about life. I'm jealous of Matt because he went to see Willie Nelson. Um, not I showed him was some videos. Was it weekend? Yes, that yeah. was... Uh, was. I went on the 21st. But yes, yeah, yeah, a day late. <laughs> but yes, uh, Willie was a damn good show and was showing him that uh, Eyes of Texas rendition that Mr. Nelson did, which is pretty awesome. A man who still to this day holds his horns up uh, for the Eyes of Texas because he is a lifetime Longhorn. He was a 2002 UT All-American, 2002 semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, fourth round draft toys of the New York Giants back in 2003. Spent his NFL career with the Giants, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, and he with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. When he was done with football, got himself back to Austin's in 40 acres where he earned his degree. If he had his T-ring or knew where it was, I'm sure he would wear it proudly. But nevertheless, he is a card-carrying member of DBU, number 21 in your program, number one in your hearts, our lockdown corner here along Mr. Rod Babers. And, uh, guys, we're, we're going to get out of here on time. It's going to be you know, a nice 50 or so minute show again this week, but uh, which I think is kind of the sweet spot we found for the show. We've tinkered with times over the years, and I think we've kind of hit sweet spot. Yeah. Especially, right, especially in the offseason. You know, there's no reason for us to do three-hour shows in it's the offseason. It's mostly off me. Yeah. Um, but we've hit the sweet spot. Um, I'm actually looking forward to getting out of here today because I'm going to do something, and what I'm going to do is something I never thought would be a phrase that came out of my mouth, but I'm going to go take batting practice to dish fuck when Hell I'm done yeah. here. Hey, who's, so, who's, who's pitching to I you? don't know if it's oh, Greg Swindell. Yeah. I might, the pucker factor is going to kick in. Oh, severely. man, this and, is uh, awesome. I don't, yeah, I don't know that's how that's So is out. this an event? Is this an exclusive deal? And if deal? it's Keith Moreland, I know I'm getting brushed back at some point. Oh, yeah, you're going to get uh, clowned. <laughs> but, uh, What's going on? No, so basically there's no baseball games this week. Uh, yes. Teams off with finals. finals week, so instead of having a press conference this week, they invited some of the beat reporters and the local <laughs> media to come to the dish and take batting so practice. Awesome. That is so awesome. So, really big is, thank you man. to David Pierce, uh, Drew make... Bishop, Carly Todd, everybody over uh, associated with the baseball oh, program. Some of y'all going to make fools happen. of yourselves. I'm planning Oh, yeah, man. Show. If dope. anybody wants to mm-hmm. see me make a fool of themselves, just type up Matt Butler Rangers. and It's on YouTube, me <laughs> trying out for the Rangers back for the zone when we were. Oh, over there. yeah. <laughs> yeah we did it's pretty did, embarrassing. Me and I've been one of the sales guys. Yes, I tried out for the bachelor for the zone. Oh, yeah. Bob Cole Tazing still is very yeah, there you that's go. Still, that's still epic. So here's the other thing I wanted to talk about today. Before we get to Trey Watson and what this means to the offense, I had a dream last night, and I'm not joking, guys. Every every offseason, I have this dream, and it usually the bottom line of it comes true. And it's what's going to happen in the Texas OU game now. All so wait, you have wait. What the, no. so this dream hey, you predict something and it not, has always happened. It's not a premonition the game. not the score, but kind of how the something, game plays so out. So this is like yes. good betting advice. Like right. this might come. Right. So like last year, <laughs> and it started. It started around this time last year. Peak I of kept analysis. having this dream that Texas and, and the dream always is with me either being late to the stadium or I can't uh. find my way to the stadium or in this dream I was sick and and, and missed the game. There's some deep but psychological stuff here. Mm-hmm. Here's here's. The Here's the here's the thing. All last offseason, it started around this time last year. I kept having this dream. Worst fear. That Texas got down really big to Oklahoma and ended up coming back and making a game of it but fell short. Like at one dream, they were down like 55 nothing mm. in the second quarter yeah, and somehow it. managed to come back and make it look respectable. Like the Colorado game, probably. Yes. yes. So. Okay. 
something like that. I so yeah, take this to the bank, and I will. I will. If we're the schedule game or whatever, I'm going to go with my gut this time because I usually don't. But I've had this dream too many damn years in a row that I'm going with it now. 2018, Texas beats Oklahoma. Ah, nice. I like it. It makes sense. They lost Baker Mayfield, Texas. Yeah, I was so going to say that actually, can make some yeah. sense. I mean, that's I agree. I mean, I, I, that's then you had a premonition. Then I yeah, like I mean, the root of this though. That this came out of left field. Here's how. Sp- here's how specific <laughs> it is. The first in my dream, like the first I, Texas. Blacks do that all often. In my dream last night, the first Texas drive of the game ends with Joshua Rowland missing a field goal and Tom Herman throws a headset at him. Oh, so but hopefully that, that doesn't happen. It was that specific though. This stuff actually happens. Oh you know my God! You got a calling. Then right. that means you got a calling. You got. You might have to think about you know doing something like so. Well, doing I need to look for some crazy problems. I hope I didn't well, jinx it, but I'm. That would be great. But I'm. No, it wouldn't be great, but still. Right. Let's hope the headset thing doesn't happen. Would, we would prove that you have. Right. You're a clairvoyant. Is that the word? Nostradamus. A yeah, like clairvoyant. You, you can, can see, see the future. Now the specific details never happen, but the bottom line is the winner usually happens the way I dream it, but. But here's the deal. I'm throwing a headset. So if anybody wants to, if anybody wants to give your kind of very (laughs) early Texas OU predictions, the dream, the final was 33, the 33-23, and Sam Ellinger had like a Phil Sims Super Bowl like performance where he was damn near perfect. Okay, so you've also predicted that Sam Ellinger is going to be the starting quarterback, right? Too. Right. Well, I don't think that's a bold prediction. Yeah. I don't know if any of these. I don't know if any of those are really bold prognostications. I I could see Texas beating OU. This year. How Charlie Strong beat all you? What are you talking about? Like, You're right. Like, <laughs> he almost did. His first year with Tyrone Woods, giving two touchdowns in the first me, quarter. And I never. Down 17-3. I only beat all you once, so I'm not. Trust me, I am not like poo pooing and uh, win over OU. I'm just saying it's it's a crazy game. Anything can happen. Texas. That's won. where we got with the Charlie Strong era. They're like, man, even right. that guy beat Oklahoma. Wait, Mac won his. Was it last year? His last double game? Di- as a double digit underdog. Oh man, that game. I was there with Case McQuay. That game is freaky. I had free tickets and I almost didn't yeah. go because I didn't want to see Again. a slaughter, and that was the best it, game I've ever been to. Whaley touchdowns, Marcus yeah. Johnson's made himself a pro basically there. Yeah. The Jay Johnson's punt return, yeah, anything that was that awesome. That game. Anything that uh, one more note I want to get to: uh, some of the lifetime Longhorns who are now in the NFL find out really Dude. quick how the other side of the coin works. Oh yeah, they don't mess around. Jason Hall right. and Amani Foreman it's have already right. been released by the teams they signed with his undrafted free agents. Amani Foreman getting released by the Vikings. Jason Hall. Waived Whoa, by the Seahawks. They, I didn't know that. They signed some. Ride, you know how this works. I mean, wow. with that rookie minicamp, you always bring guys yeah. on a tryout yeah, basis. Week. Man, those teams, hurt des- my feelings a little those bit teams right decided to sign some guys off of the tryout and to make room on the roster. Both those guys. And, uh, well, because undrafted free agents, man, you just kind of have your pick of the litter of. Well, oh, I actually, actually, I really, I guy was higher on our board. We like that guy, and yeah. we got that guy. We can get rid of. This I really guy. did like seeing Armani oh, Foreman in that '84 Vikings jersey, so though. Jason that looked pretty. Good. He was and he Armonte was looking Foreman. like Randy Moss for a day. Um, I wouldn't doubt if Armonte Foreman ends up getting another look. Jason Hall, mm, yeah, he's got to have the right fit. Yes, because I and I thought the Seattle Seahawks were a perfect fit. Right. You know, what I mean, think. him being that kind of hybrid player, be a safety slash, you know, linebacker, the big nickel as they like to call it in the league. Um, you know, there are a lot of teams that also could use that. So maybe somebody else is looking at him. The Cardinals do that with Dale Buchanan. The Cardinals no. do that. Yeah, there are a few yeah. teams that look uh-huh. at, that look at that. So maybe he can get on Armonte Foreman. Foreman has a better shot at getting another shot. If I was advising Imani Foreman, I would advise him to flip the corner and, and try. I would advise him to do that during the draft process. Hey. Like go, go, start working on your footwork and your backpedal, and go try to catch on in the corner. I already, I already talked about it. I, I think we talked about it on the show. It's like, man, I'm telling you, some people have looked at him like, man, he's got, you know, we can make a Richard Sherman transit transition. Like, literally, that's the player that's been. Used you know who threw that out there when he was a high school recruit, and and I trust his evaluations more than anybody else. When we went to, we both saw him at the same time. Jerry Hamilton threw that out about a month uh, oh, yeah, tra- years oh, yeah. ago. No doubt. He's like, I think I, as good of a receiver yeah. as he might be, I think he'd be a better receiver. And this yeah. is where, you know, that decision may come down to transforming your dream into now your profession and where's the best way to do if I want to play football, the best thing to keep me on the football field. That could be a deal for money for him. Maybe, maybe you make that transition, Rod. Maybe you go to Canada for a year. Or two, yeah, you could. Know. Yeah, make, I mean, just try to, uh, yeah, try to get used to I mean, they'll give an athlete like that. I mean, he's a hell of an athlete. Another, they'll yeah. give him a shot. All right. Well, 
let's move on to matters uh, back on the 40 acres. Uh, before Actually, before we get into the Trey Watson thing, I want to get into some of this Chris Del Conte stuff. I want to get y'all's take on this. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. This is specifically great quotes, man. as it relates to football. And I don't want to get into the Irwin Center discussion or, or any of that. One word, uh, basically. But, carnies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a, I just saw Carnies, and that's what yeah. Del Conte's vision is. That's, and I was like, tailgate, Carnies. Interesting, oh, yes. interesting, Matt, that from that whole thing, that's, that's what you took from it. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, so Chris much. Del Conte. Just to give you guys kind of the nuts and bolts, and this is from Brian Davis, the Austin American Statesman. Actually, as soon as I'm done with BP at the dish, I'm going to Fort Worth uh, to detect the this is Texas tour stop uh, to hear Crystal Connie. I don't think Tom Herman's going to be there, but it'll, it'll be somebody from the football program. And Shaka Smart, and I think the Fort Worth stop is the last one Shaka's doing, so you got to go get some off-season basketball content. I got to go up there and try to catch Shaka for a few minutes. But anyway, when you look at the stadium conversation. Uh, Shaka Smart wants to anybody that's walked that path to the stadium which I do because I park in the Brazos garage that's where the media lot is so I park in the Brazos garage walk and you walk down San Jacinto Street on the back side of the stadium on the back side of the mm-hmm. west side of the stadium yep. uh, and there's cars parked along San Jacinto Street like just yeah. like it's a normal yeah. you know, business and people want to walk in the street right yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crystal County wants those cars moved he wants a carnival like atmosphere of food trucks and mm-hmm. uh, concerts going on stages set up basically just wants to blow that out and make San Jacinto you know, uh, Rod, kind of back in the day when it was perish. when it was actually cool. Um, back when we were yeah. over at the other place, we used to do Bevo Boulevard. Back when it was actually worth going to. Yep. Um, you know, that's kind of what he wants to turn San Jacinto. It makes perfect sense. I uh-huh. mean, if I mean, and I, I agree with a lot of things he said, and I'm sure you'll go over uh, you know a number of them. But he seems like he wants to limit the corporate influence correct and the booster donor influence on game day activities now he still wants them to contribute generously right but in terms of them having you know being able to park their cars right there on san jacinto and people want to walk in the street i just want to walk in the street hang out hell people are everybody's half drunk anyway oh yeah walking there all right so you know to have cars there and then people are you know driving through the street and it's you know then people got to tell you to get out of the street I've actually had that experience. Um, it's something that's, uh, it seems like an inconvenience for Longhorn fans. Now, it's not a big deal, but he wants to replace that inconvenience yes. with something that can become a tradition. Right. Uh, which is like the food trucks thing and kind of basically making it be a, a, a block party. Yeah, block like party. the steak fair yeah. environment just outside the combo, but yeah. it's just right there outside of DKR. And it's the idea no, that, because, you know, sense. we've seen like it, the social event atmosphere in the past like 20 years. I mean, at Texas, before you would just go to the game like 20 years ago it wasn't this insane tailgate environment but it became where you don't have a hundred thousand people partying together they're all, mm-hmm. all isolated to their own tailgates which is awesome and you can jump around from one to one but it is sort of just like a rogue bounce from one to the other no type of conformity to where if you can get the environment and get some place where you can be centrally located which happens to be closer because i know a big part is walking to the stadium that's why i'm even late or getting in as fast as I can because you still have a 15 minute walk it doesn't matter sometimes 20 but then you don't factor in like the crowds everybody's there so then it takes longer to get in if you get everybody closer to the stadium to party the environment's going to just be louder yeah. and better and they'll be able to get in quicker so it's a good idea it's just going to take some time to and it I mean the last couple of years you had seen the university first start mentioning that they wanted to have a thing where they have you know the available available amenities for tailgaters if you want to set up so it's just good to see them trying to tie all these hundred it's sort of like the what the internet did we used to have a peer-to-peer transaction but they yeah. weren't all connected now you can have instead of all these peer-to-peer tailgates have them all connected possibly and make it even better environment for all the fans yeah rod when, when bevo boulevard was going on back in the day it was 18th in san jacinto yeah right yeah that's still a pretty good hike from the stadium it is I that's mean, a real it's still it, probably that's where i'd walk from was know, 17 quarter, bob bullock yeah, it's still probably i'm close to half a mile maybe to yeah. the state to had get, to go to at least to the stadium 30 minutes, you had to be gone from the Bob Bullock parking lot, which is I was right across the street right. from there. And it literally will take me 30 minutes to get in your seat because after walking and then waiting in lines and going up. So you had to be prepared yeah. ready to leave by 5, 5.30 for a 6. That's the other thing that uh, he, Chris Del Conte, he pronouns, pal. That's the other thing Chris Del Conte said he wants to change is the way fans get into the stadium because he said there's certain lines, gates where man. there's overflow. It's bogged uh-huh. down. And Rod, yeah. Rod, you've been in the yeah. press Whole box South side of it. You know, the media gate. I think 
think it's gate four, or gate mm-hmm. five. There's never anybody there. There's never anybody like I there. never, I yeah. could get there ten minutes before kickoff and not have to wait. Yeah, Herding a yeah. cattle, you walk up from the south side of the stadium where all a ton of parking lots are, and yeah. you just have everybody trying to get in those first few gates. Yeah, it's a certain certain gates. I agree that are more popular than others. The gate, uh, what is it on southwest the by southwest by Ricky? Southwest side, yeah, right there by mm-hmm. the Ricky statue is a ridiculous. Just one. like bringing somebody tickets yeah. to get in is really hard yeah. to do yeah, at those like, type of you places. You realize we all come in on the stadium. I mean, that's that's education too for all the you know the people who mm-hmm. are the, on the ticket somehow. You need to explain to people easier that you can go in through you can go through any, any gate, gate and yeah. you'll still end up in the same place. For yes. some reason, people look at the tickets. Like, you oh, can even cross over. Here, so we gotta go here. It's like you know what? It's like it reminds me of it's like supermarket parking, <laughs> like grocery store parking. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I know people are obsessed with parking, like as close as they can to the door. It's like, but you waste well, five minutes. Give. I mean, yeah, you gotta waste <laughs> more. Take more time. Minutes, you know what I mean? Driving around the parking lot instead of just parking in the first space that you see that's semi-close and walking I don't know 60 70 yards to the door mm. I mean, my wife is one of those people that will yeah. like drive around looking for the closest spot possible you know saying, I mean? why are you parking way back here because uh, the 15 minutes I'm going to waste <laughs> driving around looking for a spot I could park here and we exactly. got inside that's a Costanza so, you know what I mean so that's it's, it's some of that mentality that's just sheep we're sheep yeah. as human beings that's some right. of that too um, so the gate thing he wants to change he also mentioned that uh, they're going to keep the music that the players want going over the PA hey, system before the games. They and, want, nice. and they won't rap. They won't hip hop. Yeah. So he's and, like, hey, understand. Ro- they won't hip hop. Rod, and I'm we glad. got recruits out there, right. and they don't want to hear country music. Sorry, country music is great. Yes. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear uh, that much R and B either. Uh, they want to hear pop. They'll hear some pop. You can break out some pop if you want to. Uh, but they don't. The pop and hip hop are the only things you can play these days in the stadium. And traditional pump up stadium songs. Other than that, your country music, your R and B, all this stuff's gonna yeah. go. Mac Brown used to play what Leanne, Leanne Womack. Womack. That's what I was gonna ask <laughs> you. Come on, down. like back in like, your you day. Oh, no, yeah, the fan that. entitlement like, is absurd the? when you think and about like no, no, if you're only there for the players. Some say, like, well, that was a tribute to, to Cole Pittman. Yes, and we understand a tribute to Cole Pittman. But yeah, you can't listen. You can play it once. He he would play it the entire year. It's like coach, coach. <laughs> like people are getting sad yes. before a football game. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not good. Every football game. So Rod, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you're here for this subject because I was thinking that because I, I was going I was going to games back when you were playing and the pregame atmosphere was pretty bad um and then co- <laughs> like, and, and then pretty bad and then come to find out that like guys like you and Selvin y'all would be listening to like Trick Daddy in the locker room oh, before man. the game yeah had to it. get hyped DJ just screw to, get, I'm to get the blood flowing before you go out for warmups had to um and they play I would Mac Mac played some stuff before because I remember dancing before games to some of the music in pregame warmups so he he would he'd play both but yeah to to break it up with something like that just like oh you know what yeah. people here like country we're gonna play a little country it's like man you better make sure yeah, yeah you really can't I know people like people are mad at me about this statement but hip hop fits sports better and more organically than any other genre it, it just, it's just it's high energy it's hype it's braggadocious it just fits it and that's what young people really like so yeah. rock and roll like if you go traditional maybe old school rock that gets people hype that'll work but you gotta be really specific right. you can pick damn near any hip hop song and people are like oh yeah mm-hmm. and the hey, kids will love it Rod yeah. have you, you've been out to practice under Tom Herman haven't you I've been out a couple of times, yeah. Uh, Not as much as I would like to. You, you yeah. can you can back me up on this, like the because there was practices this spring where Tom Herman went no music to just change it up a little bit to kind of see how the players reacted to the environmental change. But when they do play music, it's almost like. It's not just music for the sake of playing music. It's almost like a soundtrack that changes based on the period they're at. Like mm-hmm. I could see that for stretch, they yeah, play yeah. certain music, and then yeah. like they got a certain song they play when circle drill starts, mm-hmm. and then a certain song yeah. for for individual, and then certain songs for team and whatever or one on one. So it's it's almost it's really it's that intricate in terms of like the practice soundtrack. And I just like I've been to practices here, but it was like towards the end of spring ball. I'm like okay, I'm noticing like there's different a different soundtrack for the different practice period uh, that's a great observation by you Jeff because um, the truth is and I, I wish we could look it up and have the time to I'll probably try to do some little makeshift research but I mean Vegas does that supermarkets do it they've mm-hmm. they are market studies and Matt's a data guy that yeah, yeah, they do sure. market research on, on different songs and how they affect the human mood mm-hmm. and what makes you want to shop and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff dude I wouldn't doubt if Tom Herman's got some folder with some studies that he did or that studies that 
that mm-hmm. you know he has actually done the research on that show different if you want to get different results in different periods based on the type of activity that you know what I mean that you can play different music and it'll uh, have a psych- you'll have a psychological response to it the human condition so the, the other thing I wouldn't Chris, doubt that at all the other thing Crystal Conte said there that will be changed uh, the intrusive in-game advertisements which people have complained about for years and uh, also the promotions and this is the quote again from Brian Davis and everybody knows that he's talking about Scott Fisher from Fox 7 yeah. um, this is Crystal Conte I don't need to know what the weather is we're going to try to make it about the band <laughs> there you go yeah. I don't know I want to know what the weather is I'm like, outside it's hot yes thank you we know it's hot hey man I like Scott Fisher as, as a matter of fact so I hope we keep the Scott Fisher thing but mm. I think you can keep the Scott Fisher thing because that's something that's local and people can relate to it as long as it's being paid for whatever but the other stuff all the little advertisements within like no man focus on just getting people hyped like if focus you, on just getting people excited like if, that's it if you took this is Walmart Blitz with Horns247.com now here is your host Jeff Howe um, the other thing that really caught my attention was uh, when, whenever the South End Zone project, which it seems like we've been talking about for almost a decade now since the North End Zone project finished, uh, whenever that thing gets going, uh, it's basically going to be a complete overhaul to Moncrief. Now, the, the bottom floor uh, was renovated. That's the weight room, uh, you know, locker room, all that stuff. Uh, the top floor, which is coaches' offices, meeting rooms, trophy room, all that fun stuff. Uh, this is Chris Del Conte's quote. Coach Herman's building was built for John Makovic. That building still has shag carpet and a disco ball. It's not adequate <laughs> for today. Anybody that's been in Moncrief can pretty much relate to that, that he's not lying. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's old school. It is. It's like got a kind of a classic, classic feel to it. You know what I mean? It's still got the classic football feel to it. It's not very modern. Yes. Now it is modernized because Tom Herman's already started to upgrade the facilities. But I think they want it to be totally modernized from the top down. They don't want the, the class. They want they don't want the, the anything classic about it. That's why no. I say if you're gonna take down Robbie's picture and my 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 framed picture, just just hand it to your boy. Just yeah. give it to me, and I'll take it home. You know, what it, I mean? it, don't it's throw good it away to see the modernization. But yes, yeah, they need it. They definitely it'd be nice to keep on adding to the halls. They just haven't had been able to have many players lately. It just look at the idea though of modernizing the entire complex. And we talked about this how you don't realize that you aren't cool until like somebody tells you you aren't cool. You have to be like somebody from the outside comes in is like, wait, wait, no, this isn't exactly up to the standards and being Texas I mean God you should be able to keep up with any type of amenities to be modern so just seems standard for the business for him. So guys any thoughts before we move on to Trey Watson and matters of football I mean this is kind of stuff we've all talked about fans have talked about Matt I know uh, you're the kind of the voice of the fan on this show this is all stuff people have been complaining about for years aside from the Moncrief thing which I've been telling people for years that uh, Texas facilities are out of date and yeah. he's like no 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 we're Texas we're the best facilities I'm not no <laughs> Kansas has a better locker room yeah. than, than, than Texas does right now. That was fake news. Uh, Iowa State yeah, that was when Mac Brown came over in 1998. Right yeah. That was fake news. It was, well, it was old news. I was yes. fake news. It yes. was old news. Now, those two things are and no longer the case with the weight yeah. room and the a locker room. A lot of room, old people were running yeah. it. Moncrief still needs to be brought up to speed, uh, at least in the year 2018. So, Matt, I'll let you take it, man. Anything really stick out to you, or is this all stuff that sounds pretty good from a, from a fan standpoint? Uh, other than the Carney thing, I love the tailgate. because literally, because I mean, it's so funny that because like he says that he wants it to be a carnival environment. And I just thought that was a so hilarious. So you're just kind of hung up on, like, you just don't want a bunch of carnies running around. I did. No, yeah. I, when I think of carnies, hey. is y'all would drive over to the old radio station, the Ben White parking lot. Yeah. There's always a carny there. Sunset Valley Burger Center, carnies. And it's like ever since I saw Austin. Down Powers, my neck of the woods, Buta by the old Dorset 221 truck stop. Yeah, there's yeah, always one carnies, in that parking small lot. Small hands smell like cabbage. I don't know. That always makes me laugh. And just whenever that was the future <laughs> vision for this great, profound businessman coming to run the organization. And he's, I guess, it's a great environment we want it to be like a carnival and i was like not, that's awesome not and i'm down specifically literally but... people come for the party more than the football game right is what texas has even came into so exactly. the idea that he gets it and wants yeah. to make yeah. it a party that you pull them together and then using that phrasing is just perfect for our talk show um matt's hung up on carnies this yes. week i don't no, know he's why right, though. no it's, 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 it's right social gathering yeah it, yeah it, Rod, it, you've it been is. hollering that for years that texas football games are social treated as a social event like we saw music at the spring game for the first time you're there 
better having four bands and stuff. And that's right. also know? an old idea. That's something that's been being done for the last eight years yeah. mm-hmm. around the around but the individually for different teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, never I, done by the know, school getting behind it. You know, yeah, it was sort Matt, of like Austin was rogue. It was cool. I grew up here in the only place I could like go party. Which when you're underage, the funnest thing in the world is tailgate because you can go and the all laws or there aren't any laws. You walk around drinking and having fun doing whatever you want all across the city. And if you grew up around here, you know game day. You just want to go down there for that. So now to even bring more people around there, you're going to have like a quarter of a million people down there if you're getting 100,000 going into the game. Because a lot of the time, me and my friends, we'd go tailgate. We didn't even have tickets. We'd just go to tailgate. Mm-hmm. You know, so like this is big for right. that to get them all together and get them on the same page. Because with the university, it used to just be, hey, y'all go do what y'all want. Just make sure you're in your seats by 6 o'clock. And that's not very organized if you're dealing with a lot of drunk people. Um, But, you know, I was going to say, Matt comes at it from the fan perspective. I come at it from the media perspective. Rod, uh, you come at it from a number of different perspectives. The Letterman yeah. perspective, the media perspective, the fan perspective. Uh, Rod even sits uh, not with the commoners. Rod gets, sits in the in the suite sometimes. Sometimes. And, and, Rod but, hits all three. But in that, in that environment, though, Rod, you can attest to it that really it is a social event in those club seats and, oh, and, and in the luxury suites. It is. And even well, for the kids. I, I get to see it because, you know, the, the few donors and boosters that I know who are not in the football at all and mm-hmm. the my girlfriend's friends who come in town Business. who don't give a damn about football but they've heard about Texas football so they're like hey Texas football and then they see it and they see the tailgating scene which is also unique I mean mo- think about most college football big time college football programs aren't in very urban like city environments right. mm. Texas's tailgating scene is inside it's in a city, city. you know what I mean like it's, it, go it, straight it, to the bar Six Street very weird like you don't see that like in, in Houston they try to do that but it's U of H football come on now no. you know SMU I mean? tries so, the same thing yeah, but it's so SMU the NFL you see it a lot because they're just in the this parking is lot our of NFL. the stadium but there is no parking lot of this stadium so it's all within the city so it is very unique people don't see it a lot yeah. and I've had uh, football fans from across the country tell us that so I think Curacao County just recognizes Austin is a pop culture capital of the world now. World. fun not, not, not America world alright we're talking about South by Southwest and ACL he's like listen they just had a jambalaya festival which is mm-hmm. one of the biggest hip hop festivals in the world at, at Coda and every weekend it's something big going on he's like you know what but the biggest event in this city every year year in and year out it ain't South by Southwest there's six of them it ain't Coda it ain't ACL it's Texas football game where you can get a hundred hundred and fifty sometimes two hundred thousand people if they're good hanging out in one part of the city coming to hang out and yeah. watch Texas football that's the biggest draw in the pop culture capital of the world mm-hmm. still he understands that he's no. like no no let's make it a party all these really cool people that came from California that are tech people who don't give a damn about football who really love soccer that's their football um, and all these people around the country are moving in from New York and East Coast who are buying land here that are making it so damn uh, expensive to live in Austin, Texas they will come to the games if they are the place to be mm-hmm. if they are the event that all the stars are going to be at where all the politicians are going to be at if it's going to be that kind of event then they will come alright and that's what he understands he's like now I'm just going to make it the cool place to be now until they start winning games now when they win games it'll take care of itself yep. but until then I gotta make it the spot to be and that's actually the last couple of years since Texas has been down that ain't been the case the Texas football games are not the place to be in Austin there are cooler things to do at times mm-hmm. that should never be the case no. on Saturdays when Texas football is playing you need to find it used to be guaranteed a way every to be weekend. down there at the tailgate yep. find a way to be in the suite in the stands and people are sneaking into the stadiums who can't back in the day people used to people used to tip the uh the people at the gates uh-huh. just so they could get in the stadium but didn't even have no seats they just wanted to be around it that's the case yep. that that ain't the case no more. People are like, oh, hell no, nah, I'll just watch it on TV. No, 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 no. In Austin, on Saturdays, if you ain't got no way to get down there, you should feel bad in Austin. Like, damn, I'm not cool. Like, I don't have no friends. Like, this is that's what you do in Austin. That makes you a true Austinite is that Texas football is somehow becomes a part of your DNA. Mm-hmm. Just living in this town because you can't afford it. It's everywhere around you. And right? It's do, omnipresent. And, to and get that to has not here. been the case. And that's what Chris Del Conte is trying to change. Yeah, and that's a big Great part of it. like the environment with, like you said, with the whole city and it's a city built on partying downtown and having a great time with, you know, your friends doing what you like. And literally, like, I remember the first time I went, I guess, to a Spurs game. We got in trouble for drinking in a parking lot. Like, I thought everywhere, every sporting event, you could just show up and you drink in the parking lot. It's like Austin's like its own individual. There's this college environment, but it happens to be in the top 10 city now or top 15 city. It wasn't like that 20 years ago. So you've had these things merged together. And if you can become that epicenter of everything and then it's not it's merged from being social event to big big business like literally
literally all those suites and all those people like game day environment game day tailgates I know of law firms that bought massive like entire trucks I mean spent huge money just so they can set up a spot because they found out oh wow it's Texas game day this many people are down there I want to be a part of it and it's a networking thing big business big money and that's how you keep those boosters happy too all right great points fellas so let's move on to actual football matters Texas gets uh, Trey Watson the graduate transfer from Cal uh, things started looking really good before the weekend hit uh, and he dropped LSU for consideration which you know talking to some people with that close to that situation that was the one program that really made Texas nervous was LSU uh, once LSU dropped out they Texas felt like they had a really shot uh, over Texas Tech and then it's so a Trey Watson's coming and Rob this was a position that um, you know there's a thread on the flagship message board at horse 24-7 right now um, when people were taken aback by your your thoughts about the running back position that it's uh, you didn't say the worst position on offense you're the least talented, the yeah. Um, that, and I think the shock was not that, wow, Rod's off base. It was like, wow, Rod's right. Running back really is that bad, isn't it? it no, I mean, well, just, well, let's compare it to every position. Linebacker, more talent, right? Correct. DB, of course. Wide receiver, of course. Mm-hmm. D-line, of course. Uh, let's go to offensive line. I think offensive line now has more depth. With Calvin Anderson, Patrick Hudson, <laughs> back, yeah. I mean, quarterback more, has more, four. Right? Um, let's, I mean. Right there with tight ends, maybe. Quarterback now has four. You have four quarterbacks in I'd there? I'd take tight end over running back. Yeah. Tight end exactly. is pretty damn good right now. Once you know get what I mean? Kate Brewer back Things and Andrew Beck's up. healthy. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's the least right now, but now you got to reinforce. That's what I love about Tom Harmon. When there's a problem area, he definitely is going to throw a possible solution to it. I don't know if he necessarily always has the, uh, you know, the answer, the solution, but he's like, you know, quarterback's an issue. All right, let's put four quarterbacks in there and see what we got. Uh, tight end's an issue. All right, let's just put some more Shooter, tight ends shoot. in there. Shooter, shoot. Got to get that volume out there. Just go see if exactly I can get one right. to fit. Yeah. Rod, I'm glad you brought that up because I, uh, right after Trey Watts committed to Texas, um, I wrote a story and I'm having trouble finding it. There it is. Wrote an article on the site. You can get it at Horns 24-7. Um, basically talking about, and, and it wasn't uh, a crap on Charlie Strong article, which, you know, we, li- <laughs> we like Charlie. We, that vision and, and we do, But, you know, because the numbers speak for themselves. Um, but it was basically saying, you know, Charlie Strong left a lot to chance. And, you know, yep. hi- hindsight is twenty twenty, but exactly you know, right. not having a backup plan for David Ash. Going into 2015 with only Tyrone Swoops and Gerard Hurd. Uh, waiting to the last minute to get a graduate transfer kicker and it didn't work out and the kicking situation cost you a couple games Great that probably point. could have saved your job. Charlie Strong just left too much to chance and when you look at Tom Herman, you look at the two grad transfers they took last mm-hmm. year. Caleb Smith and Kendall Moore. Kendall Moore's obvious. Texas needed bodies at tight end. Didn't matter who, what, when, whatever. They needed tight end bodies. Tom yep. Herman went out and got him a tight end body. Exactly. And at times, at times, Kendall Moore was one of the better run blockers, better blockers on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring in Caleb Smith, which was actually one of the more underrated moves the staff made last year getting him uh, as a grad transfer from Oklahoma State and if you look at the year before think about all the issues Texas had with field goals and PAT and pressure up the middle because Jack Holbrook as much as the staff likes him he's 210 pounds they're just leverage battles that he's going to have he's trouble close. winning and yeah. having trouble maintaining the gap now you've got Caleb Smith at 275 Texas had no extra points blocked left. and outside you had one blocked against Maryland that was returned for a touchdown mm-hmm. and one blocked against Baylor and that was a game that you won pretty handedly mm-hmm. didn't matter about the block field goal yeah. so the bottom line was you fixed a problem area. Field goal PAT team was a problem area in 2016. Tom Herman went a long way to remedy that. That's not including the junior college body. See, yeah, Charlie. And you look Gary Johnson, Joshua Rowland, Jamari Chisholm, all those guys are either starters or guys that are going to play significant roles, expect to play significant roles on this team now. And, you know, again, Rod with the grad transfers, you need help on the offensive line. Goes and gets Calvin Anderson. They try to get a slot, slot receiver with Tabari Hines. They go fix this running back issue by getting Trey Watson. Yep. It's the fact that Tom Herman is doing a great job of why he's turning this roster over, which every head coach, Jimbo Fisher's going to do it at Texas Everybody's A&M. We're seeing it. it right now. Texas A&M, you see them throughout the spring. they got a couple guys leaving. Before they start camp, you'll see Everybody's another handful of guys leave. Right. Every head coach, when you come into a program, you've got to turn that roster over and get guys that are not going to buy into your style, your way of life. Charlie did it when he got here. you mm-hmm. you got to turn that roster over. But Tom Herman, whereas Charlie Strong turned the roster over and didn't do anything to fill the gaps in the pipeline, Tom Herman turning the roster over and filling the gaps in the pipeline with JUCO body, with graduate transfer. So that way you're not rushing that young player before he's ready. Now yeah. you Elevating can, a baseline. Because if when you're as big of a, de- a believer in your player development as Tom Herman is with Yancey McKnight and the staff he's got, take those young prospects and give them as much of a chance to succeed as possible. Let them develop. You know, why the, Why was the Kendall Moore move so crucial? And people are like, well, Kendall Moore wasn't that great. Maybe he wasn't, but you were able to reach redshirt Reese Leto. Yeah. And think about how much better Reese Leto is going to be from be, that redshirt year. Yeah, yeah no question. Redshirt years are huge. But then talk about how our last few weeks our conversations 
things about how you can just really have one deficiency totally attacked and it really can be make you more vulnerable and maybe appear to be worse than you actually are and then if you can get to that point where you surround all you need to do it sounds so simple but surround your really good or elite players with just average players as long as you have an average around there and surround your talents the same thing we look at Houston where they, they filled their deficiencies in the NBA they filled out with average players like PJ Tucker and Umbamute and things where you don't have a hole and if you use these grad transfer guys sort of as like your veteran free mm. agents the way you do that you know what you're getting not much risk get involved maybe not the highest upside you know it isn't great long term but it's gonna help you it's gonna be that plug for that sinking ship and then if you can elevate that baseline and ensure that you're just gonna get average performance no blown assignments and then let your great players maximize and do what they do it's a way that you can easily turn it over and get higher production than if you say just have a few glaring holes so let's talk about Trey Watson and you know last week I talked about Calvin Anderson and uh, the comparison I made I don't remember if I mentioned the show I know wrote about on the site but if Calvin Anderson plays at a level that like Donald Hawkins did in 2013 where you get a 13 game starter second team all big 12 type guy guys got a chance to play in the NFL but just a good solid good solid hand you know you're not you're not going to have to worry about left tackle maybe he's not a consensus all-american like Mm -hmm. Connor Williams but he's not hurting you at all he's actually satisfactory or better you know if you get if you get that from Calvin Anderson I think he will have he should have met expectations I don't think anybody should be expecting Calvin Anderson to come in here and be, agree, you know, though. some kind of first round pick, and you know, and that's no, no disrespect I just want to that's draftable. Yeah, you, if you can be, if you can be draftable at the end of the year, you're a draftable offensive lineman in the league. Like this guy's an NFL talent. We just don't know what round he. Yeah, right. I'm good. I think maybe that's he's a fifth round guy. Maybe he's yeah. a priority free agent. That means you're all conference, right? In my opinion. All right, guys, let's take a timeout. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the Texas offense, looking at what kind of impact Trey Watson will have in 2018. You're listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns 247.com. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns 247.com. Once again, Jeff Howe. But, Rod, I kind of poo-pooed the addition to Trey Watson until I really started oh, looking at the numbers. Don't poo-poo that, man. And, don't poo-poo you it, know, man. I always lean on pro football focus, oh. and I went back and looked at Trey Watson's 2015. Uh, you know, played in 14, and a little bit then played in 15, had a larger role. You realize pro football yeah. focus graded Trey Watson as a top 30 back in the country? Hey, I'm telling you, dog, don't uh, poo-poo 2015. It. Don't poo-poo uh, His it, efficiency dog. is really good. Don't uh, poo-poo it. That year, 28 forced missed tackles. Uh, you know, he no. No fumbles. Um, yeah, it graded out at 83.7. And then the following year, let's see if the internet's going to cooperate with me. Uh, the following year, you know, he was one of the worst pass blocking back in the country. His pass blocking grade was like a 43 point something, which is considered poor by pro football focus standards. He comes back the following year in 2016, if I can and he had a get really it good pulled year up. In yeah, he had a really good year in 16, 700 yards, 700 plus mm-hmm. rushing yards. Uh, I think over 20 catches, if yep. I'm remembering 21 right. 21 for 241. Thank you, Matt. Uh, comes back. And grades out as a top fifty back in the country. Uh, as a pass receiver, he's a, he's a top tw- he's a borderline top twenty back as a receiver. And Rod, he improves. He's the eleventh best pass blocking running back in the country. Yeah, coming back in two thousand seventeen. So and again, you know, twenty three missed tackles, one fumble. So in two years, he had one fumble, and we know ball security has been a really big problem yeah. uh, for this running back group at Texas. Yep. So Rod, you tie it all in together. Not only is he automatically the best back on the roster the minute he steps on campus. Now no, we don't know what's going to what you're going to get with Keontae Ingram but what you're hoping is it's going to take him a while right and what's developed back for sure and what you're hoping is Keontae Ingram is much better as a sophomore and a junior and a senior than he is freshman Uh, get you some nice player development but the bottom line is I see Trey Watson looking at his skill set Rod what he does well I think back to Tom Herman's and and granted he doesn't have a guy like Greg Ward pulling the trigger that can be that kind of dynamic Mm -hmm. threat in a run game but I think back to Tom Herman's 2016 offense at U of H when he had Duke Catalan I think caught 40, 40 40 to 40 five balls yeah. and really use the running backs in the passing game. We know the staff's going to use the screen game, delayed releases, things like that to get mm-hmm. the backs involved. Uh, and Rod, this is something I wanted your take on in the few minutes we've got left. Now, I hear about this at the NFL level all the time, how much Alvin Kamara being a matchup nightmare has really changed how NFL teams are starting to look at running backs again. In Kareem terms of uh-huh. You want that kind of versatile guy that can do a lot, you know, that, that little circle route, get a guy matched mm-hmm. up on the linebacker, let him operate in space. Uh, that's what I see Trey Watson being able to bring to Texas 
is you really open up your passing game. And maybe it's not, uh, and I'm not saying Texas is going to go air raid and start throwing it 60, yeah. 70 times a game, but it adds an element to your passing game that it, when you're trying to get a quarterback like Sam Ellinger, maybe early in the game, get him some throw, some high percentage throws, get a guy working in space. Trey Watson can help this offense in many more ways than I initially thought he uh, could after digging into it. You brought it. up the Alvin Kamara thing. I'll trump it. I'll go Kareem Hunt also in that in that mix. And the truth is, everybody wants to do with the Patriots. They've been doing it for years, right? The Patriots always mm-hmm. have that guy. James White, Danny Woodhead. Andy Reid had that guy uh, since Brian yeah, Westbrook. You know I mean? uh, they always have that guy. Um, so, you know, whether you're talking about um, Shane Vereen, hell, you know, mm-hmm. I think the Patriots have always had that type of player where they can get a mismatch on a linebacker or a safety. The, the Cowboys have now figured out, they're like, all right, you know what? We got to get Tavon Austin. They said that he's a running back. He's listed right. as a running back. They're mm-hmm. going to have him a, as Rams a web did that back. A lot. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, hell, the Rams the Rams don't need him. Why? Because Todd Gurley yeah. is that. Yeah. Todd Gurley can catch 40, he replaced 50 him. balls and also be your leading rusher. He's one of those rare uh, talents at running back. So I just think you have to have a player on your team that can give you that versatility and multiplicity and get bringing it back to Texas. I think Tom Herman, you know, my 30-40 club with players who have at least 30 rushes and 40 receptions in a season. He'll get on it. average, 11 guys per year in college football can reach that that stat, that criteria. Texas, the last two, Chris Obanaya in 2008, Eric Metcalf in 1988. Um, but Tom Herman in the last 10 years, he's had James Casey, uh, the tight end from Rice, 07 and 08. Go look at his numbers. Mm. He was a beast. That's your best example of what Tom Herman can do with a guy like Lil Jordan Humphrey. Go look at yeah. I know I know he's white and I know it's different, but they're, they're kind of a similar skill set in terms of everything they can do and bring to the table. Duke Catalan, as you pointed out, also great example. He's another guy in that 30-40 club, very rare club, who can change your offense almost on the fly, and Tom Herman was able to maximize his talent. I, I think he can do the same thing with Trey Watson. Yes. I really do. That was an example I brought up on the show, Duke Catalan. I'll say right now, he'll be in that club next year, Watson will. If you look at the that's numbers. That's what I did, too. No, he will yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I think saying, so. Like, it his looks catch like rate, that. 87% catch rate, 83% catch rate when he was at Cal. And you look at, I mean, not only did he have a better success rate than the Texas backs, both rushing and rushing the ball and receiving Ooh. the ball, but when you look at last year, I didn't realize, but 48 targets to Chris Warren, Daniel Young, Antonio Carter. And those guys, I mean, were not even very heavily involved in the offense that frequently. So if you're Good saying point. 48 targets to those three, then you get this guy that's about an 83 to 87% catch rate. You're talking uh, 83% of 48 is 40 exact. So you look at that, and that's right there. And I think he'll probably in this offense get more if you look at it overall. And I mean, over 11 yards per target, 8.8 per target, really good. 5.6 highlight yards per carry is average. It looks like his 2016 year, not as good in the open field, which I don't know where those numbers would come from. Oddly, it really just made me disgusted to look and see that Texas's offensive line was worse than Cal's offensive line in 2015 and 16. Those two Cal teams that That's Texas good. played, you had a better offensive line over there for old Trey Watson running on those teams than That's a good sign, Texas. though, yeah. for yeah, him. If Texas, he if, averaged, if it's, he if, averaged over five yards a carry, I believe, in his yes, career. His yes. career so if we just have satisfactory, like have the elevation of our offensive line to perform as well as Cal did the last two years, Watson will be fine. Rod, you look at Duke Catalan's numbers at U of H in 2016 with the, with the Tom Herman offense. Uh, you know, on the ground, uh, 528 rushing yards, only 3.6 carry, four touchdowns, 44 catches, 281, 6.4 catch, three touchdowns. But we know how this staff, now Tom Herman likes to use these backs in the passing game. I mean, you might look at 6.4 and say, wow, that's not a really big yards per catch, but not only the screen game, but they love the delayed release. They love the wheel route, mm-hmm. leaking that guy out in, the, in, in, in down yep. the sideline. I mean, so many different things. If you've got that guy that you can do with him, and everybody's been kind of waiting and hoping and praying that Kirk Johnson could be that guy, but I know. he just can't stay healthy. But now I, I think you've got that guy with Trey Watson. And, and I want to end it with this. You know, when I, I mentioned expectations for Calvin Anderson, but when you talk about Trey Watson and expectations, I think if you if you get close to what Duke Catalan gave Houston in 2016, I think you'll say Trey Watson had a good year. If you can get around 500 rushing yards, obviously I think you'd like a little bit more of a yards per carry than 3.6. But Rod, to me, if he can be about a 500-yard rushing guy with about with 30-plus catches for whatever that turns out to be, then I think he'll have filled his role very, very admirably and, I, and done the job. I, I love your 500-yard mark because exactly what I said. I said Texas needs three different players rush for at least 500 yards. Every team in the college football playoff had that actual stat um, this year, and last time Texas actually accomplished that stat was in 2005 <laughs> when yeah. Texas won the national title, so I love that because I think Sam Mellinger can give you 500. I think 
think uh, Keontae Ingram can give you 500, and then Trey Watson, that'd be great. And also, I love the other part of that is I, I think 40 catches because I want to be in the okay. 30, 40 club, and that would show me how versatile this offense is becoming. But I like both of those. Yes. That's my and expectation, too. When you look at his yards per catch being over 10, and when you mentioned, you know, a player, people may poo-poo at some 6.4, but if you say that running back got, got 6.4 yards on that play, you're like, damn, that's awesome. Per rusher, per reception, really should be more perceived as per snap in modern football. Really doesn't matter either way. If he's getting you six yards on that play, that's damn so good. So if you yeah. average it up, Duke Cattle, Duke Cattle on from scrimmage, Matt, in 2016, 4.3 yards. Mm, right above about average, about I would average, say, if, yeah. you, if you put that in there for running backs. I bet it may be a little below average if you use the per catch. But yes. So Trey, Trey Watson's around per touch, around five, around five, five and a half per touch. Oh, that'd be real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think the average on five yards per carry, you say his catch rate is 87%? Yes. Dude, that's money. So <laughs> and 950 last year on 150. So he was over six yards per touch in 2016 was Trey Watson. Yeah. So, yeah, that's some good production right there. I'm pulling up Trey Watson's numbers from Cal right now. Okay. So 2015 Trey Watson from scrimmage. Uh, Rod, you'll you'll love these numbers. This is carries 600, and yeah, rushing attempts combined. On both. 2015, 98 touches, six six point one yards per touch. Yeah. Uh, 2016, 164 touches, five point eight yards per touch. Yeah, that's what you need. You need a guy that's just gonna move the chains for you, man. And I, I, that's why I'm excited. I, I got I got giddy when I heard it. I was Basically, like, this is it. This is exactly what you need right here. This and you got your tight ends coming up. We got the wide receivers. I wouldn't doubt if Texas starts, and we'll talk about this next time. Starts out, you know, throwing the ball, easy passes to guys like this, to tight ends, uh-huh. high percentage passes, just to get the offense flowing so that they can open up the open up for open up the offense for the run game. Yeah, six yards, play action, six you know yards. I mean? You still get a boom, first down boom, if the deep ball boom. doesn't hit. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> get my quarterback in rhythm, get him confident. Boom, then start running the ball. All right, it is time to wrap this thing up and put it in the oven, and we will do that when we come back as we close out another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns Twenty Four Seven dot com. Readings based on a two thousand eighteen survey of 1,600 U.S. singles. I'm Grant Langston, the CEO of eHarmony. If you're online dating and looking for love, you're probably tired of the lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and matches that never turn into dates. If that's you, it's time to try eHarmony. Dating apps of one kind or another have been around a long time, but at the end of the day, they're just virtual bars where no one ever buys you a drink. eHarmony's different. We're built to help you have a better relationship. In fact, our matching algorithm is based on 35 years of research and experience. That's why we're the number one trusted dating site and have the highest quality matches. We're really good at bringing compatible people together. People who want the same things as you and are ready for a real relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready for a meaningful relationship, there's one app built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Go to eHarmony.com today and get a free month included when you buy a three-month plan. Use code MEAT. eHarmony.com, code MEAT. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2 liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. 
I'm a one-trick pony. Literally. I show up at kids' parties and act cute. That's pretty much it. So excuse me for being bitter. When Geico says not only could we save you money on car insurance, but we do more. Like give you 24-7 access online, over the phone, or even via our award-winning mobile app. Well, ooh la la. Aren't they multi-talented? <laughs> hey, I said organic carrots. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Readings based on a 2018 survey of 1,600 U.S. singles. I'm Grant Langston, the CEO of eHarmony. If you're online dating and looking for love, you're probably tired of the lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and matches that never turn into dates. If that's you, it's time to try eHarmony. Dating apps of one kind or another have been around a long time, but at the end of the day, they're just virtual bars where no one ever buys you a drink eHarmony's different. We're built to help you have a better relationship. In fact, our matching algorithm is based on 35 years of research and experience. That's why we're the number one trusted dating site and have the highest quality matches. We're really good at bringing compatible people together. People who want the same things as you and are ready for a real relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready for a meaningful relationship, there's one app built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Go to eHarmony.com today and get a free month included when you buy a three-month plan. Use code MEAT. eHarmony.com, code MEAT. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And, well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and, even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm getting a big hug from Smokey Bear because before I left my campfire, I drowned it out, stirred it, and drowned it out again until it was cold. (laughs) Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. And on that note, we will pick it up next week. Matt, thanks for everything, man. You're more than welcome. Rob B., appreciate the time and the knowledge. Anytime, brother, anytime. For Matt, for Rod, for everybody at 104.9 The Horn, the Austin Radio Network, hornfm.com, the Horn app, where you can hear Rod B. each and every weekday on the Rodcast from 1 to 3. Shameless plug. And thanks to Matt, you get us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, any of your podcast apps, and get all of our archives, interviews, all of our old shows from the other spot on the Longhorn Blitz SoundCloud page. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. For the Horn family for the Horns 24-7 family. I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.